episode number seven of the Healthier Life podcast. Today's episode is all about weight loss, or perhaps more accurately, fat loss. Have you ever heard, oh, you just need to eat less and exercise more? It's all about calories in and calories out. Well, I'm going to be talking about why I believe that is a myth. That model just doesn't seem to be working for many people, especially women. And I'm going to give you three reasons why I believe that. We'll look at some of the other factors going on that you need to consider. And then at the end, I give you five tips to focus on to help you achieve a healthy weight. This episode is jam-packed with lots of juicy information, so stay tuned. But before we dive in, I'd like to read the review of the week. This comes from Regina Horsfield in the UK. She says, So good. I was listening to this podcast on my daily walk and found it really easy to listen to, light-hearted and witty with practical tips and plenty of shared experience. As a woman of faith, I value God's word and I just love how Catherine integrates Bible verses and passages into her message and makes it sound relatable. I found it really easy to reflect on the six areas that Catherine talks about in the episode on peace, which helped me identify some of the areas in my own life that needs attention. I even had an aha moment as I reflected deeper by taking the easy-to-follow steps outlined by Catherine, which I was able to integrate straight away. Thank you, Catherine, for bringing this podcast to life and spreading a ripple effect of health and happiness. Well, thank you so much, Regina, for your lovely review. I really appreciated it. The episode that Regina's referring to is episode number six, six areas where you can develop more peace in your life. So if you haven't yet checked that one out, then you might like to do so straight after listening to this episode. And if you'd like to have a chance to get your review read out on the podcast, then please follow the show and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and they mean so much to me. I would also love to encourage you to come over and join my free Facebook group that goes along with this show. It's called the Healthier Life Community, Health and Wellness Support for Christian Women. And you can find it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash healthier life community. And I'll put that link in the show notes. I would love to connect with you over there and have you join us. Before we start, just a quick disclaimer. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life Podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. Today we're talking about the topic of weight loss. A quick look on the internet for some statistics tells me that approximately one third of all women in the Western world are currently on a diet. And as many as 90% of us have been on a diet at some point in our lives. But in actual fact, about 95% of all diets fail. 
and in two-thirds of those cases, the people actually gained back more weight than when they started. I wonder if you recognise yourself in any of those statistics. I know personally that weight is something I've struggled with myself ever since I hit my mid-30s and had real difficulty trying to shift the baby weight I'd gained after four pregnancies. I've spent years trying to work out how to shift those pounds in a sustainable way, and it's been so frustrating at times. I know what it's like to beat yourself up for falling off the wagon, or not to like the way that you look in family photos. It's so hard trying to stick to your healthy eating plan when you're having to cook for your family and feel like you're missing out on the yummy desserts, especially when you love food so much. I know because I've been there, and full disclosure, I am still about five pounds away from my current weight goal. But I have learned over the years what works for my body and my situation, and surely but slowly, things are moving in the right direction. I just wanted you to know that if weight loss is something that you're battling with at the moment, then I can totally empathise. So, how can we try to get rid of that extra weight? The answer seems to be, eat less and move more. Have you ever been told that? It's all about calories in and calories out. Burn off more than you take in and you'll be fine. Did you splurge on that donut at lunch? Well, you just need to hit the exercise bike to try to work it all off. Do you want to fit into your swimsuit this summer? Well, just cut out wine, cheese and bread for a month and you'll be great. For some people, this does actually work, particularly if you're still in your 20s or early 30s. But for the rest of us, something just doesn't quite add up. If it were that simple, then surely we would be seeing better results. Why is it that 95% of all diets fail? Is it just a lack of willpower? Or is there more going on than that? I want to suggest three reasons why the idea of it's just calories in and calories out doesn't seem to be working for most of us. The first reason is that you can't out-exercise a bad diet. You think of a banana or an apple as healthy foods, right? And yes, whole fruits are full of important nutrients and fibre, so I believe that they should be part of a healthy eating plan. But if you're thinking purely in terms of calories, then in order to burn off the calories from that apple that you just ate, you would have to run about a mile. And conversely, if you go for your mile run and reward yourself with a banana when you get back, then you're back to square one in terms of calories. It's just not worth thinking of exercise like that. At the end of the day, it's just not possible to out-exercise a bad diet, no matter what popular TV shows might tell you. It's estimated that when it comes to weight loss, exercise only counts for about 20%, and that 80% of weight loss is down to the foods that you're eating. Does that mean that we should stop exercising? Well, of course not. Exercise has many other wonderful benefits for your health, including for your cardiovascular system, bone density, muscle mass, and your mental well-being. But when it comes to weight loss, our focus needs to be on what we're eating. Which brings me to the second point. All calories are not created equal. I wonder if you've ever tried a calorie counting weight loss program. I won't share the names of the ones that I've tried, but I do remember getting to the point where I was trying to decide one day whether to eat a banana or eat a packet of hula hoop crisps. They were both worth the same number of points on my program. And of course, given that choice, I was just about to go for the crisps. But then I thought, this is crazy. A banana is not worth the same as a packet of crisps. And I think we all know that, don't we? That 100 calories of a chocolate bar is just not the same as 100 calories of broccoli. There is so much more going on inside our bodies than just the calorie content of foods. As wellness expert JJ Virgin likes to say, our body is not a bank account, it's a chemistry lab. Our body doesn't just run on calories, 
It needs specific nutrients. It needs the right combination of protein, healthy fats, healthy carbs, fibre and micronutrients such as vitamins and minerals. And for some people on a calorie-high but nutrient-poor diet, they're actually overfed but undernourished at the same time. Which is why, for some people, the body is desperately trying to get them to eat more. Not to get more calories, but to get the nutrients that it needs to function properly. So this is why I never ask my clients to count calories. All calories are not created equal. Instead, we should be focusing on the nutrient density of the foods that we eat. Thirdly, there are other factors to consider when it comes to weight loss. These include stress, insulin and other hormones, and emotional eating. Our body is clever. It will adjust and make us crave things in order to achieve homeostasis. I wonder if you've ever had any food cravings in a pregnancy. I remember in my fourth pregnancy, I had such bad morning sickness in the first eight weeks that I literally couldn't keep anything down. I lost a huge amount of weight very quickly. And when I started coming out of that, I had these huge cravings for cheese. Why? Well, I believe my body knew that it needed to put fat back on as quickly as possible. And that was the easiest, most palatable way to do it. We often make the mistake in our weight loss goals of trying to rely on our willpower. But that's just not going to be enough. For a start, scientists have worked out that we actually have a finite amount of willpower each day and that it gets depleted as the day goes on and we use it up which is why so many of us struggle with our healthy eating plans in the late afternoon or evening. So let's look at these other factors that we need to consider above just our seeming lack of willpower. Firstly, there's stress. Stress is a huge but often overlooked aspect of weight gain. Many women can often trace their struggles with weight back to a very stressful time in their life. When we're stressed, our bodies produce more cortisol, and cortisol signals to our bodies that we should be storing fat. Why? Well, think back to not that long ago in our human history. Periods of chronic stress meant that we were in a famine and that food was short, so the body was wired to seek out calories wherever we could to store up for the winter. Only nowadays, the stress is not a famine, and the winter never comes. And this is why regularly doing long periods of cardio exercise for more than about 60 to 75 minutes each time can actually mean that we put on fat instead of burning it off because exercise is a stressor on the body. In small bursts, it can be a healthy stressor, of course. But if you're looking to lose weight, then perhaps training for a marathon is not going to be your answer, especially if you're already stressed in other areas of your life. Another factor we need to consider is hormones. There are lots of other hormones at play that can interfere with our weight loss goals. I don't have time to go into all of these in depth, but just to mention a few. A big one is insulin. Insulin is a fat storage hormone. Our body produces it to clear out the extra glucose in our blood. When we eat a lot of sugary foods, or processed foods that turn into sugar, such as pastries, our insulin levels can spike and then drop, and we end up on a sugar roller coaster for the rest of the day. As we get older, we can end up having trouble regulating insulin or even become insulin resistant. So being able to bring our insulin levels down can be a key factor in being able to release that stored extra fat. Then there are the hormones ghrelin and leptin. Ghrelin signals to your body that you're hungry, think of your stomach growling, and then leptin signals to your body that you're full. Sometimes our ghrelin and our leptin are not working properly. 
For example, a poor night's sleep can mean higher ghrelin levels the next day. So if we're feeling more hungry and not receiving signals when we're full, then we can easily overeat. Other hormones that can be playing a role here include thyroid hormones and growth hormone. All this is just to say that, especially for women, getting our hormones working optimally can be one of the best things we can do to stimulate the weight loss that we're so desperately looking for. And finally, I just wanted to mention emotional eating. With the best will in the world, our healthy eating plans can get disrupted by emotional eating. Many of us, perhaps even without realising it, turn to food when we're not actually hungry. We might use it as a reward, or it might be our coping mechanism to comfort us when we're feeling upset. We might use it to distract us when we're feeling stressed, or when we just don't want to acknowledge the emotions that we're feeling. It's so much easier to focus on eating something instead because then we can procrastinate and avoid dealing with whatever it is that's troubling us. We literally stuff our emotions down with food. I'm not talking about eating disorders here, but rather something called disordered eating. If this is an issue for you, then it's important to really be aware of how you're using food as a reward, a comfort or a distraction and to find other non-food related ways to deal with those emotions instead. So we've talked about how there's so much more going on with weight loss than just the old calories in, calories out model. We need to remember, one, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Two, all calories are not created equal. Three, there are other factors going on that need to be addressed, such as stress, our hormones and emotional eating. So what can we do? Well, here are five quick tips for you. Firstly, number one, Eat real, whole foods. Focus on foods that are high in the nutrients that your body needs. Number two, cut down on foods that raise insulin levels. White flours, sugar, simple carbs and processed foods. Number three, manage stress well. This is really, really important for good health, not just for weight loss. Number four, exercise in a way that works well for your body, being aware of your cortisol levels. Exercise is great But if you're already very, very stressed, then long cardio workouts may not be the best for you. And number five, identify your emotional triggers and find ways to soothe or reward yourself that don't involve food. And I want to add that everyone is different. What works for some won't work for others, which is why one size fits all diets tend not to work. I really encourage you to listen to your body. Don't try to go for a quick fix. Instead, Be prepared to play the long game. Find out what works for you, make tweaks here and there, and remember that the best weight loss is slow and steady in the right direction. It might also be a great idea to get some support and accountability to help you when your willpower is depleted, or when you're feeling discouraged and don't know what to try next. Of course, I highly recommend health coaching as a wonderful way to get long-term personalised support. If you're interested in finding out more, then email me at support at or head over to my website at katherineshelton.net forward slash work with me. You can book up a free discovery session. It's totally free, no strings attached, and we can just chat about what kind of help you're looking for and how we might be able to work together to help you achieve your goals. I would love to hear from you and be able to support you to becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. And don't forget that you can find more support with other like-minded Christian women over in our free Facebook group, The Healthier Life Community. We would love to have you join us. Well, that's it for today's episode. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. 
Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.